Welcome to the OK Jazz Podcast, episode number 169, Tuesday, February 6th, 2024. My name is James the St. Catchpole, Mr. OK Jazz, coming to you as always from the rough, gritty, and today, a little bit snowy streets of North Yokohama City, right here in the Tokyo metropolitan area of Eastern Japan, the world's largest megacity. I'm a freelance broadcaster and music writer, and this podcast is pretty much whatever's been on my playlists recently. No borders or genres, just a whole lot of great tunes. Minasama, OK Jazz, Yokoso! Dai 169 episode ga hajimarimasu. TokyoJazzSite.com no James Lusin Catchpole de gozaimasu. Well, what a hip tune there we kicked off this edition of the podcast with. That was South African vocalist and all around African music superstar Brenda Fassi. Her song called Kula, and that comes from her 1997 album Mimeza. Brenda Fassi was beloved not just in South Africa but around the entire continent. Well, I was reading the other day in an article about her. Her song called Vuli Ndela has become such a standard that it's going to be played without fail almost at every African wedding or other kind of celebration or graduation ceremony, etc. Well, Brenda herself, a real trailblazer. Not just an independent musician and businesswoman,、uh, she was openly bisexual. She was also very free in presenting her sexuality at a time and place where that was certainly not very common in mainstream society. So she got a lot of criticism in the media. But she also sadly struggled with addiction issues, and eventually those ended up taking her life when she was only 39 years old in 2004. But 20 years later, her music still sounds so fresh. I was giving this album, Mimesa, a good listen the past week or so.、Um, you might remember from the last episode of the pod, I've been doing a little bit of a deep dive into some South African pop music of the 80s and 90s. Well, in Brenda Fassi, she was certainly at the peak of that scene, no doubt. Well, you know, it's a good thing to remember, though, you know, when you get into various types of quote unquote African music,、um, you know, the term itself is pretty meaningless. It's just like saying European music. I mean, South African styles are as different from, say, Nigerian juju as Portuguese fado would be from Beethoven. So, you know, we never really say European music, but many people still just say, oh, I dig African music. It's really not a helpful term, and it always kind of irritates me. Anyway, that's more than enough lecturing and hectoring. What's happening, everyone? It's、uh, yeah, a rare midweek edition of the pod. I know I usually do record and edit the show on the weekends, getting it up out on Sunday mornings、uh, here in Yokohama. But、uh, for a couple reasons, I'll get into later, had to move up the recording. So here we are on a Tuesday. Now, maybe you can get the tunes blasting on your earphones while you're commuting to work or you know, riding on an exercise bicycle at the gym or something in your weekday morning. Something a little different from the usual weekend listening. But no matter where or when you are tuning in, pump up the volume and just get ready for another hot one. So I'm going to skip the usual banter and get right into it. A little bit of a shorter episode today as well because we've been pinched for time recently. We're going to be doing our usual trip around the globe. I've got a trio of brand new jazz releases. You know, like I keep telling you, no matter how many articles come out in the so called mainstream media about jazz being dead or stuck in the past or whatever nonsense cliche that they use endlessly, every single month there are new albums coming out that just destroy that narrative.、And、I hope that I can introduce at least a few of the good ones to you here on OK Jazz. 
Well, in addition to those new jazz albums, we've got a little mini trip to the islands of the Caribbean. We've also got a 50th anniversary classic, another great release from 1974. Um, Going to dive a little bit into the live world of Van Morrison, one of my favorite singers ever. But first up, at the age of 83, the maestro Smokey Robinson. He released an album of all new music late last year. It was very much kind of in his quiet storm type of vibe. The album is called, and I'm not joking, Gasms. So I'm not sure what to comment on that except to say, look, Smokey, you keep doing your thing. With your legacy, you can name your albums whatever the hell you want to. Uh, but listen, the album is not at all sex and sleaze. It's very much the usual suave, sophisticated Smokey. And maybe, okay, his voice is not quite what it used to be. He's still got the feeling. So let's check out this one called How You Make Me Feel by 83-year-old legend Smokey Robinson. Okay, Jazz, episode number 169. Ikiba Show!
I want to dedicate this song to all the lovers tonight. And I expect that might be the whole world because everybody needs something or someone to love. When it's cold outside, who are you holding? You know, if y'all don't mind, I'd like to talk about this woman of mine. She's always complaining about me never being at home. about the things that a girlfriend's got and what she ain't got and she want me to go out and get them for her but, but girl I can't be in two places at one time if you think you're alone and now huh. wait until tonight girl I'll be
familiar to many of you out there listening I'm sure it's Bobby Womack with If You Think You're Lonely Now it's from his album The Poet it's a 70s soul classic what an album and oh my god what an album cover just glorious style from Bobby on that one especially the glasses you know I really love Bobby Womack and I think he's right up there with any of the music giants that you can name in terms of songwriting vocals his very unique guitar sound and especially how greatly he covered the popular songs of the day in his very own unique way. I think uh, it must have been a real early OK Jazz episode seven or eight years ago. I shared with you his nine-minute cover version of The Carpenters, Close to You, which has a real extended spoken introduction. It's just insane. But Bobby Womack, love the guy. Check out this one, The Poet, uh, but also his albums Facts of Life and Communication. I think those three are all top class. You know, it's funny, I've been really enjoying um, these days introducing my now teenage kids to what I call real soul music, at least. And they've asked me at times, you know, that what exactly does soul mean in terms of soul music? So, you know, of course, instead of babbling on and on, I just make up a big playlist for them. You know, sometimes they don't listen to it, but it's fun to do anyway. Well, also on that topic, the other day, uh, my daughter asked me why I was always going on and on about groove and, oh, check out the groove on that tune, or it's so groovy. And she's like, well, what exactly do you mean when you keep saying that? And I said, okay, look, once a tune gets into a solid groove, you can't talk about it. You just feel it in your blood and your bones, and you start moving. So then I put on this one by Jimmy Regriff for her. It's called Blue Juice from his 1968 album, The Worm. And in case you've got any doubts as well, I think you'll feel it too. The groove on this is just killing. As always, turn up the volume. This is Jimmy McGriff with Blue Juice. <laughs> Thank you. 
very, very different type of groove there now. But I think if you're a careful listener, you may have been able to pick up the language in that last song, being French Creole. And you'll know right away that the group comes from Haiti. They're called Les Chlouchlou. And this is an example of compa music, or sometimes written as compas with an S. It's a mid-20th century music derived from a very older type of music called merengue. Now, compas itself is a Spanish word. It means rhythm. And definitely one of the characteristics of this Haitian compa music is that the tambu barrel drum just sort of pulsates, driving the rhythms over and over again. That's why a lot of this music is used in carnival. Definitely one of the national sounds of Haiti and uh, something, again, not a kind of music I'm not familiar with, but I've really been enjoying this Les Chlouchlou album that I got called Sixth Anniversary. Now, I'm not sure how much of their stuff is available out there on CD. Um, you do see some vinyl around occasionally. I've got this only on digital files. Many years back from one of the old world music blogs that I used to rip so much from. Those days are long gone now. But um, yeah, if you look them up, I think you can find their stuff popping around a bit. Okay, of course, Haiti and the Dominican Republic, they share the same very large island in the Caribbean Sea, the island of Hispaniola. So for reasons that are very, very long, complicated, and of course, very colonial, uh, relationships between the two countries not always been that great, but they do share a lot of culture, including music. So I mentioned uh, Haitian compa music derives from an old form of merengue. Merengue dates way, way back to at least the 1850s, when it was called merengue typico. And the original groups, they would play using the guitar, the tres or cuatro, as well as the percussion guira and the two-headed tambora drum. Well, in the early 20th century, they added a bass instrument called a marimba. It was sometimes added in. It's a relative of the African mbira, the thumb piano. Now, look, I'm not a music scholar, and I'm definitely not a dancer, so I had to do a little bit of homework to understand this, but it doesn't take too much to get it. Merengue rhythms, very, very different to what most people assume is salsa, and of course the lineup and the instruments are different. Merengue basically has got a kind of a one-two, one-two thing going on, um, whereas salsa is in eight-bar form. There's a lot more to it than that, of course. Plenty to read if you want to catch up on it. But just think about this. If you're in New York City these days, according to what I hear from friends, and you think you might be hearing salsa on the radio or in some bar or, or diner somewhere, it's actually a lot more likely that you are hearing contemporary Dominican merengue from all the Dominicans who've settled in New York City. Enough history. Let's get into the good stuff. Today's compilation I want to introduce, it's called Merengue Typico, Nueve Generación. And reading from the Bandcamp page, this compilation delves into the heart of Dominican merengue with rare 60s and 70s gems. It features genre pioneers like Tatico Henriquez and Trio Reynosa from the explosive 60s and 70s merengue typico scene, showcasing technical finesse and high-speed rhythms. End quote. Well, it certainly does that. And I think we'll be hearing more from this compilation in coming episodes. But let's check this one out first. It's called Los Lambones by Aristides Ramirez. And this is another great release from the guys at the Bongo Joe label. Thanks again, fellas. Merengue Típico, Nueve Generación. <laughs>
That was one more great one from the vast, diverse, and always musically incredible region of the Caribbean. This time from the tiny island of Curaçao. Well, you know, I first heard of Curaçao must have been back in the 1990s uh, when baseball player Andrew Jones became a star with the Atlanta Braves. He's from Curaçao, and interestingly, they've got quite a lively baseball scene there. 
Well, it was in ancient days. Well, in the old days, it was a Dutch colony. Um, their main language is the beautifully called Papiamento. And currently, the island is home to quite a few questionable international banking associations. They're located off the coast of Venezuela, right along the chain of islands that ends in my mother's homeland in the east of Trinidad and Tobago. Now, there's not a lot of information about that band. They were called the Double R Super Special Stars. And this, again, another album that I ripped from a really amazing world music blog about 15 years ago. You know, in those days, I remember, we'd just download 15, 20 albums a day. There was no limits. Sad to see that ended. The one description I found for this record was grooving tamba, dura, salsa, and papiamento music from Curaçao. Well, that's pretty general, but we can leave it at that. That's the double R special Superstars. The song was called Pura Comedia. Well, let's make our way across the Atlantic now. Um, not an album that was recorded in the U.S., but it's by the Northern Irish soul man legend Van Morrison. Van had a run in the 70s that can rival almost anyone. Um, definitely would not recommend that you check out a lot of the recent nonsense that he's been spouting. It's a very grumpy old man. But uh, back in his early days, he was just simply one of the best. His 1974 live album, It's Too Late to Stop Now, 50 years old this year and still sounding as good as ever. So let's listen to his version of Caravan with this Caledonia Soul Orchestra backing him up. What a band. It's the great Van Morrison. Ja! 
hear the song. Switch on your electric light. Rest of the string section, we have Terry Adams on cello, Nancy Ellis on viola. Tom Halpern on violin. Here we have Jeff Levis on piano. Ladies and gentlemen, please. Left to right, we have Bill Elwood on trumpet. Oh. Brother Jack Schroer on saxophones. John Platanio on guitar. David Hayes on bass. David Shaw on drums. It's got so I'm trying to tell you. Nothing but 
not for the best, and later for the garbage. So you know,
another fine album from the amazing group Irreversible Entanglements their latest one called Protect Your Light from last year and that was a tune called Degrees of Freedom 
Irreversible Entanglements there, Quintet. This is their fourth full-length album release, and it's the first of the current revival of Impulse Records. The tunes on this one, a little bit shorter than their usual studio recordings, uh, some of which go way above 10 minutes, but uh, still, another great one. I really wish I could see them play live. I've heard that people say that they are just transcendent. Hopefully some promoter is going to get them to come over to Japan. Okay, speaking of unforgettable live, uh, that's an apt phrase for our next performer who I saw give, um, again, a transcendent emotional set at the Tokyo Jazz Festival about five years ago. It's Charles Lloyd. Uh, the great man will be 86 years old next month, and he's got a new album coming out. It's called The Sky Will Still Be There Tomorrow. Charles Lloyd, veteran horn player, band leader, composer, I think, honestly, he's created one of the best discographies in all of jazz, or any genre, really, over the last 35 years, um, using different horns and wind instruments, and an array of incredible bandmates, uh, collaborating with musicians such as Zakir Hussein and Eric Harland, for example, on his classic Sangam trio album. Well, this upcoming release, uh, which comes out on his birthday, features pianist Jason Moran, bassist Larry Grenadier, and drummer Brian Blade, definitely a jazz supergroup. This is Charles's first studio album since 2017, and I was lucky to get an advance track uh, before it's released in March. Have a listen to this gorgeous ballad called Defiant Tender Warrior by Charles Lloyd.
isn't that just perfection? 89-year-old Abdullah Ibrahim. His classic composition called Mindif, here recorded with Cleve Guyton Jr. on flute and piccolo, and Noah Jackson on double bass and cello. And I've got that one from the new Gearbox Records label release, simply called Three, and it's a very, very interesting double set. The first CD is the trio playing without an audience um, a couple hours before their gig, scheduled that night at the Barbican in London. And interestingly, it was recorded on analog direct-to-tape using a one-inch Scully tape machine, which in the promo notes says had previously been used um, to record many, many albums at Sun Studios in Memphis. You can read up on the Gearbox uh, Records label website, or if you buy the CD in the liner notes about how this came about. But it's very, very interesting that they recorded that way. And then the rest of the gig was recorded in the usual digital way. Um, both uh, both CDs, uh, both sets, absolutely incredible, as you would expect. Um, Abdul Ibrahim, just simply one of my favorite ever musicians. I mean, uh, if you are a very dedicated listener of OK Jazz, you'll remember I did a special one-on-one mix of some of my favorite Abdul Ibrahim tunes to sort of introduce his career. Originally, of course, from South Africa, he left, like so many musicians did during the apartheid years, living and recording in Europe and the U.S., and even recording several albums uh, in Japan on the Denon label. Wow, you know, it's funny. It's pretty inspiring, to be honest, to hear people like Abdul Ibrahim, Charles Lloyd, Smokey Robinson again, who we heard at the top of the show, all in their 80s and still creating fresh, beautiful music. I mean, if that's not what the world needs now, geez. Okay. You've been listening to the OK Jazz Podcast, episode number 169. My apologies for the shorter than usual show. A lot going on these days, limiting my time. Um, actually departing soon for the beautiful island of Kyushu in southern Japan. Got several days of jazz spot visits planned. That's right, Mr. Fashion himself, my buddy Philip Arneal, is returning to Japan after a year. So we can continue our ongoing Tokyo Jazz Joints project. So we're going to hit a bunch of places in Kyushu, and then um, next weekend we're even going to be selling and signing some books. Sunday, February 18th, if you are in the Tokyo metropolitan area, drop by to see us. Daikanyama Tsutaya, that very huge branch of Tsutaya, which has got a gigantic bookstore and coffee shop. We will be there at 3 o'clock selling some books. Uh, yeah, it looks like my alarm's just going off there. <laughs> so if you are listening from here in eastern Japan, please do come by to visit. As always, you can see the playlist for this and every episode of OK Jazz at Tokyo Jazz Site. You can stream every episode from 60 through 169 at Tokyo Jazz Site, iTunes, or SoundCloud. And I'm just starting to look at getting the pod finally on Spotify. Spotify is not a service that I currently use, but I have been told again and again I have to get the podcast up there to increase uh, my listenership. So my IT guy, Alan, is looking at it. Stay tuned for news on that. All right, well, look, I'll be back in a couple weeks after some traveling and various things. Until then, stay safe, everyone. Hug your loved ones and look forward to the spring weather that is hinting at coming soon. This one piece we'll hear to take us out. It's called The Sea of Spring. It's by Chinese musician Mao Ya from his classic album Moon Over City Ruins, one of my favorites of the last 10 years of doing the OK Jazz podcast. I've introduced a couple tunes from it in the past. And this is a beautiful collaboration between both Chinese and Japanese musicians exploring the links between their two traditional music cultures. I think you'll like it as much as I do. Mirasama, Okiki, Arigatou gozaimasu. Oaite wa James Cashball deshita.